Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for checking out another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. I definitely appreciate your support. If you don't know by now, you can follow me on TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and coming soon to a tube near you. You do. But in the meantime, tell some people about it. I would definitely appreciate the support. And with all of that out the way, enjoy today's show. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. I am your host, Jarrell. And today's episode is a fun one because this is mostly for the guys, because I know sometimes we can we can slip in how we treat our ladies and things of that manner. But I also know that how we feel about her guides how much effort we put into keeping her. So today's episode is entitled Healthy Infatuation. And there is a reason that I put healthy in front of infatuation, because a lot of times infatuation can be considered a negative thing. And technically, by definition, it is. But in how I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it in a positive manner. So technically, infatuation, if we were to look into the dictionary, is a feeling of foolish or obsessively strong love for admiration for or interest in someone or something strong and unreasoning attachment. So when when you read it from that standpoint of what it is strictly by definition, it certainly comes off as a, a foolish thing, as Webster puts it. But the part of that that I actually want to focus on is obsessively strong love for. So the reason why they put or in there is for, you know, a reason, because the first part is a feeling of foolish or obsessively strong love for admiration for or interest in someone or something. So the obsessive strong love for admiration for is what I want to focus on. And like I said, the main reason I want to focus on that is because a lot of relationships don't have the length or the sustainability that people want because we got into them and we didn't have the necessary things in place to make sure that we could sustain it. And one of the things that we can't control off the bat, strictly from an emotional standpoint, is how we feel about you. Now, obviously this can grow, but what really needs to happen as far as the initial emotion, it has to be high, really high. So if we were to use a scale of 100, 100 obviously being the highest, your infatuation, the healthy infatuation, the minimum be on 65, 70. And I don't mean that from strictly a physical standpoint. Yes, I want you to be attracted to the person that you're talking to. But more so than that, I want you to be incredibly open to learning about them as a person. And a lot of times, you know, we may pick up on things, but picking up on things and learning 
your partner are drastically different. If you wake up in the morning and you get out of bed, you brush your teeth and then you go get coffee. But out of all the Keurig options that we have for our little coffee maker, you prefer, you know, I don't I don't drink coffee. So we're going to make up like, you know, black bean spice or something like that. Right. So I noticed that you like that one. So I picked up on it. I was attentive enough to know that out of a box of 30 and there were three different flavors, 10, you know, packs each, you finish one of them before the others. So I picked up on that. Learning you is learning how you think, not necessarily what you do, because what you do is a result of how you think. So if I am able to learn you from the innate or the instinctive personality traits that you have or the instinctive ways that you think about the world or me or yourself, I can weed out a lot of issues strictly by learning you first and paying attention because I can pay attention all the time. But if I, again, notice something doesn't mean that I took the initiative to learn it. So a healthy infatuation is needed to really sustain your relationship with your partner. Now, before I dive into this, let me talk about what healthy infatuation isn't. It is not jealousy, you know, always wanting to know where your partner is, what they're doing, who they're talking to, you know, trying to tell them what they can eat, what they can wear, who, you know, they should and shouldn't have certain relationships on different levels with. That ain't your business. That ain't got shit to do with you. What healthy infatuation isn't is stalking them. So pretending that they have the freedom to be themselves, pretending that they have the freedom to go out and do things and then for you to have that false sense of, oh, yeah, I trust you. You're going out with your girls. You're going out with your guys. Not a problem. Do you? I'll be here. See you when you get back. And then you're you're looking them up on Snapchat to see where their location is or, you know, whatever apps that you use to, to stalk them or even worse, driving to where they are and trying to peep the situation. Healthy infatuation comes with trust, trust, trust. And healthy infatuation isn't learning your partner to gain leverage to hold that power over them. That's also not what healthy infatuation is. When you learn them, it should be for the positive reasons. It should be to grow with them. It should be to help sustain your relationship. It should never be to have leverage over them, to use something against them, to have power over them. And I just wanted to talk about those so we have a very clear understanding of what it isn't. So let me now dive into what it is. What healthy infatuation is, is taking the time to have the conversations with your partner to see how their mind works, listening for things that you know you will need for later. In any conversation that you have with your partner, you should have an active listening persona. You should be engaged in the conversation. Engage to listen first and engage to remember. So when you're talking, I'm picking up on things because I'm learning you. 
and all the things that I learned that you do not like, I've taken note of all the things that you have said that you do like, I've taken note of. So my goal now is to store these in my archives in my head to always hopefully be aware of what you do and don't like. So when you tell me that your favorite flowers are calla lilies, I remember that. And when you tell me that when you got in arguments with your ex, you would raise his voice. And because of that, you know, that made you react a certain way. So now I take note of that. Now, naturally, I'm not a person who raises their voice anyway. But let's just say for this example that I did, because I care about you and how our relationship is, and I want us to grow, I'm going to be mindful of that. So if I do feel myself getting amped up to where I do want to raise my voice, I'll bring it down a few notches because I know that if I do that, a discussion can turn into an argument, an argument can turn into a fight, and then a fight can turn into distance. And that's not what I want us to be. I want us to be close as possible. And I want, even in a disagreement, I want you to still feel my love and not question that. And part of the reason I'm able to do that is because I have learned your tendencies. I have learned what you do and don't like. And so hopefully that is something that you can respect and reciprocate. Because me putting in all the work and you putting in none means does not mean that that's not going to be a healthy relationship. We both have to put in our best, whatever our best is. It's easy to say that I'm going to put in 110% at all times. But sometimes 110% is not realistic. Sometimes 85% is the realistic number for that moment. But as long as 85 is my best in that moment, I always need to be cognizant that, hey, I need to put my best foot forward for this relationship to last. And part of that comes from a healthy infatuation. And it's not anything that you can get. It's not anything that you can obtain. It is just something that happens. When two people have a healthy infatuation with one another, the effort that they put in is always maximum. It is never minimum. Like, think about that for a second. If we're both, even in our most uncomfortable stages, are still being present enough to bring our best version of ourselves to our relationship, even if we don't make it, at the very least, we will be amicable in our departure from each other. So when I say it, it's not anything that can be obtained, it is something that can grow, but it comes from nothing that you can buy. It comes from nothing that you can talk to somebody about and, and get their experiences. It just comes from what this person brings for you. Now, I want to be careful about this when I say this, because some people may take this as a negative, And obviously, I mean this as a positive. When you have a certain level of happiness by yourself, with no one else around, with your career, with your health, with your family, with your friends, with your hobbies, that's your sphere. That's your bubble. And when you're predominantly happy there and someone else comes into the picture, 
they can make you happy. I know a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't rely on the other person to make you happy. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that your happiness is one within itself. It's not dependent on anyone else. As far as a relationship goes romantically, it is independent. If that person comes and goes while you may hurt and while you may feel bad for a while, it shouldn't entirely disrupt your overall happiness. So let's understand that. But there is something about you being predominantly happy by yourself that when someone else comes into the picture and brings an insurmountable amount of joy to your life that you didn't previously have in that segment before, it brings the best out of you. And you hear that from people because there's also a double-edged sword to that, right? There's people who bring the worst out of you. So why is it without reason that someone can bring the best out of you? And typically, again, that comes from y'all's interaction. It's a healthy interaction. And because you have that, you want to see a smile on that person's face at all times. When they hurt, you hurt in a way. When they're happy, you're happy in a way. And that's because of that person. You become one in a sense because of that person. And every day you want to put your best foot forward for them because in the right situation, it more than likely feels like they're putting their best foot forward for you. And, and that's really how, how relationships blossom. It's one thing to grow, like grass grows, flowers grow, but just because they grew sometimes Maybe that flower didn't get all the necessary nutrients to bloom. So while it grew and maybe it had a bug, it didn't blossom. So understand that it does take a certain amount of work within your relationship to blossom. You can grow together and that just may be age. You can grow and that may just be a different location. You can grow and you may be 5% closer than you were two years ago. But to blossom takes work. It takes a healthy infatuation. It brings out the best in you and makes you want to do whatever it takes reasonably to make this person happy. And if you are in a relationship where you do not feel that it will take more work than should be required to go deeper within that relationship and hear me out because I don't want anyone to listen to this and then overthink a relationship that they may currently be in. But I, I do want to provide perspective as I always do. Does this person bring out the best in you even in a negative situation? Think about that. Does this person push you in y'all's relationship to understand them and to be understood so you can blossom? Do you feel that even when they aren't physically or emotionally, individually at their best, do you feel like they're still giving you their best consistently? Even if it's not every hour, but consistently. If it's every day, then they give you their best every day. 
Do you personally feel like you have a healthy infatuation with your partner? If not, you may can grow and that growth may turn into blossoming of a healthy, sustainable relationship. But it takes more work than is required when it comes naturally. So one thing I have learned that in my previous relationships uh, back in the day, because I'm old and stuff. I didn't have a healthy infatuation with the women that I was with. It was more. I'm here. She's there. We're together. Maybe, you know, I'll do something nice or try to, you know, have a good conversation here and there. And naturally, I'm an attentive person anyway. So to them, it may have seemed like maybe I was more engaged than I was. But because I know myself and I'm in my head, I wasn't. And in the more present and in more recent relationships, I realized that I was fully engaged with this person. I had a healthy infatuation to where I knew all of her tendencies. I knew what she liked. I knew what she didn't like. I knew her history. And it was a subconscious point to bring my best version of myself as as best I could every day. And that's the key word. If I have to consciously be like, okay, I'm going to try to be nice to her today. Okay, I'm going to try to, you know, listen to her today. All right, I'm going to do something nice for her today. If I have to make it a, a effort to consciously place that in the forefront of my mind, then that is not a healthy infatuation. I'm just going through the motions. But when it's subconscious, where it's almost like it is being pulled out of me, despite how I feel, that's how I know it's on another level. And realistically, if we, if we don't feel that with our partners, and we want that level, then we have to make tough decisions just because we get along with the person we're with, just because we enjoy hanging out with them, just because we have great sex. Doesn't mean that we should stay there, you know, and, and people get afraid of of comfort. Oh, my gosh. You know, they always say the grass is greener on the other side is what they think until you find out that it isn't. Oh, what if I don't? What if I don't find anybody that is that is at least this good? Like right now, I got it. OK, if I break this off. I may never find anything that's comparable. Well, that would be a mistake to compare anything. But you get my point. My point is, is that when you have it and when your partner has it, it's effortless. It's easy. It's engaged. Three E's that you can use to determine that is my relationship this or isn't it? And if it isn't, what can I explore within my relationship to see if I can get there? And then after my exploration, if I didn't get there or we didn't get there, am I willing to make the tough decision to step out of comfort to find that healthy infatuation? It will not be easy. But you will have to make that decision for yourself. And sometimes you can explore within your relationship and your partner could 
bring their best foot forward and also explore and y'all's effort unfortunately still won't be enough but don't stay for comfort don't stay for fear leave for yourself i tell people this all the time the only person that you are 100 stuck with for your entire life is you so anytime you make a decision with anyone else's influence don't be mad at them if it doesn't turn out the way that you hoped don't resent them because you made the decision for them for yourself it's okay to be hard on yourself about making a bad decision hindsight is 2020 but it's much better to make a decision for you than to let someone else influence and or make a decision for you so find that healthy infatuation and if you're not there in your current relationship i'm not saying end it i'm saying explore just because it wasn't there initially doesn't mean that it can never be there but as i said before it will take more work and it won't be as effortless it won't be as easy and they won't be as engaged so make a decision for you find the healthy infatuation for you all right guys that is the podcast for today i hope you enjoyed it if you did I would greatly appreciate if you shared it with somebody, if you DM me, tweet me about it. Social media names are all in the show notes, but I'll make it easy for you. It's at Jarrell G-M-E on all platforms. Hopefully you all are being safe out there still. And I'm going to continue to keep pushing out these episodes. And as always, be great people. Girl, it's all about you.